welcome to the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Spinell, and this week we are addressing expectations, false expectations that we place on ourselves that um, in many instances ends and unfortunately people quitting jiu-jitsu. Um, there was a blog this week on the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu website that talked about the Boyd belts and addressing false expectations and whole bunch of other things that we'll be getting into during the podcast. I'm lucky enough to be accompanied by um, Jason and Professor West. Jason Elrod is an old training partner of mine. Uh, we still try to get together. Um, we started off at Gracie Baja together in the Cool Springs area. I'm at a different location now. He's still there. And Professor West has been at the Gracie Baja location in Cool Springs for quite some time. We do sit down and talk about a number of various topics and get into expectations and how they end up plaguing our lives sometimes um, on our jiu-jitsu journey. Now, this is our first episode, and along with being the first, that means that we're all kind of white belts at doing this. And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, we'll see how the audio ends up. Um, I'm sure there'll be opportunities to edit the audio, but at this point, we're just doing our best with what we have. (laughs) So I hope that we're not too loud or too... Um, quiet or echo too much, but as we develop the podcast, we're, you know these these type of issues will certainly be ironed out. But I want to give you my greatest gratitude and a big thank you for everybody that takes the time to listen, and just welcome to the podcast. Alright everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to our little podcast, the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. And I have two very special guests with me today. I got Professor Wes and a very old training partner of mine, Jason Elrod. Thanks guys for coming today. I know you got a busy Sunday. Everyone has a busy Sundays now with kids and soccer and wives. Luckily, sometimes they're working. <laughs> awesome to be here. Yeah. yeah, thanks so much. We got our engineer in the back who keeps tapping me on the shoulder. Jackson, what's up, buddy? Hey, that's too bad. Okay, I'll make sure to keep my voice down. So we're we're dealing right now. Since it's our first podcast, we're dealing right now. Go back a little. Okay, we're dealing right now with sound issues. So we're just trying our best to figure out the the optimal way to do this with the minimal amount of equipment right now. So guys, thanks so much for spending the afternoon with us. Um, we have a couple things to talk about. Um, before we get kicked off, I wanted to talk a little bit. Did you guys watch the UFC last week? Oh, man. Your twin brother, yeah, my, Stipe. My doppelganger. Went <laughs> all haywire on DC. It was beautiful. Yeah. I like, he, I like he, I do like how he mixed it up. Like the first, I think it was the first two rounds. He was, he was getting pretty hammered. Because you know how yeah. DC likes to bring those hands up and just kind of play with you a little bit. But I think like in the third, fourth, I think it was like the third round that Stipe decided, you know what, let's let's go for the gut. Let's see what happens with this gut. Yeah. Yeah, and just mix that up. That was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I, he really turned the tape. Were you able to watch I the fight? I wanted to watch and I had to do highlights, man. The time that's best when I actually get to watch full fights is really when I leave the house and come over to the gym and I'll do it. <laughs> and this one I didn't get to because I had to be home with the kids. Yeah. And uh, man, I ended up crashing. Yeah. You know, yeah, the little one, man, she she knocks me out early. So. <laughs> well, I don't want to make you feel bad, but it was probably the best fight card of the year. I, I wanted to see so bad because I, I really wanted to see Pettis and Diaz. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was a good one too. Yeah. I heard it was, and yeah. the little bit I got to see, you know, following up was was really good. Yeah, I was surprised that DC did not try to take Stipe down a little bit more and just kind of grind it out. You, you Do you know, think that, he got too comfortable that, on his feet? Yeah, I, I I think that DC trained for more of a stand up for this fight for some odd reason. I think because he probably knew that Stipe may have trained for him to go down. So I think yeah. it was probably it's probably one of those situations where you know Stevie may train for more, more stand up and more uh, you know blocking his you know takedowns versus yeah. you know just going straight to the ground. So I think DC was just preparing for that. That's personal opinion. Yeah, and it, and it was mentioned DC was way overweight at the beginning yeah. of the camp and he had a hard time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's I think there's two things that happens to a grappler the first time they knock somebody out. They mm-hmm. become addicted with the knockout and they realize, oh damn. Yeah. I didn't have to burn as much energy. Right. So when you when your gas tank isn't there, mm-hmm. man, stand stand on your feet. So it sounds like a really nice option, mm-hmm. and especially if you feel that you're dominant. And he did seem to be dominant. I don't know how his short, fat ass does it. <laughs> you true. can study how he. I. I it's it breaks all the laws of what you. He, it's kind of like an old throwback to Mike yeah. Tyson because Tyson wasn't really tall. He didn't have mm-hmm. a, a huge reach. Um, but he was able to get to the inside. He was able to manipulate the inside space. And DC was doing that with that hand grabbing that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, just all those jabs. I mean, that, that was those jabs that was hitting him in the face pretty well, too. Yeah. Just quick, boom, boom, boom. And then, it's, I guess, like like I said, Stipe just like, man, I'm getting tired of getting hit in the face. Maybe if I could punch him in the ribs a little bit. Yeah. I'll be okay. That's it. And I think it was 12 uncontested liver shots. Yes. Left hooks to the body. Yes. And, you know, he says that they trained for it beforehand, but to me, it really looked like there was a light that went off where he went. Yeah. I have I have very few options at this point. Right. Let me throw this left hook and, holy shit, it landed. Yeah, because <laughs> DC, DC's going to do it again. He's going to go yeah. to that same punch. He's going to yeah. come over, over yeah. top. He's going to hit him yeah. and he's going to knock him down again. So, yeah, he's like, man, he's getting pretty close. I think we need to, uh, we need to change this up. Yeah, that's like with any sport, though. You know, strategy's got to be uh, um, situational. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you go in with mm-hmm. your your initial concept. You know, but you mentioned Mike Tyson, like he always said, or every man's got a plan until he gets punched in the yeah. mouth. You yep. know, but you uh, <laughs> you, you got to change up your 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 strategy on yeah. the fly. Sometimes. Well, how many how many times have you had a training partner or a student professor that yeah. says, "Okay, hey, I, I got my game plan. I'm gonna okay. pull guard, and then I, I'm gonna go for my arm bar." And yeah. you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on." Hold on. Yeah. And the funny thing with Jackson, yeah. and he can attest to this, he's done this before. Right. And I'm like, bro, you got to you gotta be free-flowing. But then when I'm written, getting ready to compete, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, listen, dude, I'm going to pull lasso. And he's like, oh, <laughs> dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, think, I think the problem is going in with a game plan. Yeah. It's, it's I some... really don't think it's really required. I think you just go in there. You know you're first when you're doing stand-up in general. It's yeah. all about going to the ground. Like, I need to figure out my... My technique, uh, yeah. like one or two or three different type of judo moves to get the person to the ground. Right. And then figure out from there. But we need to get this person to the ground. Well, what happens if you can't get them to the ground, they take you to the ground? Then the game plan changes. Yeah. So I think yeah. going in with a game plan is okay, but once you're on that mat and yeah. you're in a tournament, it kind of goes out the wall a little bit. Which goes <laughs> to the proficiency and of, of multiple techniques, you know, and trying so many or learning different things and incorporating all those things into right. your training. Because I can't tell you how many times now I've gone to the end of these tournaments and thought, you know, 
I, I'm going to get the guy on the ground because I'm going to wrestle him to the ground. Right. You know, and I go in thinking with my wrestling attitude or mentality, and the next thing I know, the guy's pulling guard. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I didn't get to take him to the ground. He's already going. You know? <laughs> well, see, that, that's what surprised me about yeah. the Diaz yeah. um, fight with – because with, I thought I'm that surprised. Pettis brought more tools to the table. Yeah. He would be more free-flowing. He could improvise more. And then Diaz just yeah. – he, he took it to him. Yeah. I mean, you can say with what you want, and and I'm still in the back of my mind. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I don't know if he's really this thuggish, mm-hmm. or if it's an. I, I don't know, but people love him, and the way he he does his post fight little talks with Rogan, right? You know, like I ain't surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> whatever he said. Before. But this time, what did he say? He said. uh with all due respect, like uh, Masvidal, yeah. he, he a gangster. He's a he gangster, ain't nobody. But he West Coast. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Everybody in the crowd was like, yeah. was like what, "What the fuck does that mean?" Oh, I don't care. It yeah. sounded good, you know. He's, he's yeah. not me. Damn, yeah. it sounded good. But yeah, I, that, I think you get to that level, and you know, your 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 voice is part of the strategy too. You know, the, what you're saying mm-hmm. rolls into that strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's got yeah. that down, and yeah. he's got, he's got it down to. He doesn't need to fight all the time, right. and I think that you know when, when you're when you're coming up when you're when you're trying to make a main, name for yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's take a style bender. Mm-hmm. He had to fight a lot. He right. had to do that. Now he's at the point where he can pick and choose, yeah. and I think that's what you need to do. Um, and I think that's what Nate has done. I think the big thing with Diaz is he always prepares for five rounds. Yeah. Always prepared. He's got a gas he's tank. Got, he's got the cardio, man. That's what yeah. it boils down to. Like he can, you can knock him in the face three or four times. Look, look at the Connor fight. Yeah. I mean, Connor was tapping him, tapping him, tapping him. He's like, okay, come on, yeah, come on, keep tapping me. He's just, he, I think he's just got this thing on his face. It's almost like a mask <laughs> that just covered. And he's like, he's used to all this that's happening here. And then you keep popping him in the face, and next thing you know, like fourth, fifth round, he's taking you down on the ground. Yeah. Or yeah. he's finally taking you down. Yeah. And that pressure just eventually gets yeah, to you. Yeah. Exactly. They say, what's that What's that saying in Brazil? Um, Even a lion can't roar for five minutes. Well, fucking Diaz can go for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 20, 25. You name it. He's going. He's yeah. going. I'll so, survive the other guy. <laughs> so we had that, and then you had um, you had the Kasai 6. I don't know if you guys Kasai. saw that or not. I didn't see Kasai. Yeah. I did watch Grand Prix yesterday. Okay. It was beautiful. Some good matches. Did you see Kinetic? That I was also last didn't week. See that almost went over like shit. Yeah, really? Because they had, um, what's his name? Um, Craig Jones's coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Leches, G- G- Gillian Leches. Gillian. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he won the first round all by. So it was like this new team kind of format. Well, nobody on his team even got to go. He, he destroyed the, the first oh, yeah. team single handedly. Yeah. So it almost went over like crap. But I mean, it, they're they're experimenting is yeah. what they're doing. So, so do you guys? In order to watch everything, do you guys do the um, any of the subscriptions? Yeah, okay. I do. <clears throat> I, yeah, yeah. I guess this kind of gets to the uh, this gets to the the old guy thing, you know, with having so much going on in your life. I've sure. been back and forth with it. I did I did fight pass for a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, because they get some grappling stuff on yeah. there, and then I. I ended up dropping it because I just didn't have time to watch it enough or often enough. And then, I, you know, multiple times I'm getting ready to hit the button on flow, you know, and yeah. I just don't because I think I'm going to do that and I'm never going to have time to watch it because I'm just running from one thing to the and next. And flow's not time. cheap. No, uh-uh. But 
I want, you know, just the addiction to watching, you know, and you, yeah. I, I want it, you know, cause I want to watch, but I end up finding myself again doing the highlights, you know, yeah. and that's about all I get to anymore. But yeah, no, I, I, I go back and forth on it because yeah, they do start to add up to what's that? It's, it's not. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, we're trying a video right now. <laughs> I need Chris. Chris, yeah, Chris or Justin, and um, unfortunately, Chris had to work today. And yeah. you know, we're trying to coincide these with our with the blog, and so really kind of had to get it done this week. But in any case, um, yeah, I mean, you spend ten dollars here, fifteen dollars here, twenty dollars yeah. here. 150 for a year sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's then what flow got me for. Yeah. Oh, was that? Oh, what was? is that? Yeah. Yeah, flow got me for 150. I was like. Yeah. Okay, well, I could do highlights of some of my fights because some of those are on flow. Yeah. And then I can also get highlights from other world masters. Yeah. And of course, the Grand Prix and some other ones that are coming yeah. up. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, if it was a little bit cheaper, it'd be great. And now, yeah. 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 But and now you got to have ESPN if you want to. Yeah, if you want to do UFC. Yeah. Yeah. So they all they do add up. But yeah, yeah. so I have ESPN, yeah. zone, UFC. Don't tell my wife all this. Yeah. <laughs> I know she does the bills. She to podcast later. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's quite actually, a few. Yeah, of them. she was like, hey, "What's this? What's this recurring subscription charge?" I see. Here. I was like, "All right, you're right. You know what? I don't watch it often enough. That, I meant to kill that." Yeah. <laughs> Oops, totally forgot. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't even had a chance to introduce you guys. So if you, you want to take a moment, um, Jason. So we go. We go back. We. I'm no longer primarily at Franklin, but right. that's where we met at Gracie right. Baja Franklin. Yeah. Um, how did you first get involved with jiu-jitsu? So uh, I wrestled as a kid, and I say a kid, yeah, in middle school and high school, and um, it had been, uh, you know, what twenty years or so since I had uh, since I had wrestled, and I was looking to try to get back into something organized to stay in shape and get a good workout. And uh, buddy of mine and I, because I I've been involved in competitive athletics throughout my life and uh, various things, some stuff I did in the military and, uh, and before. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he would we'd both pick our kids up at the same uh, daycare facility when Sophia was really real small. And I'd always see him in workout clothes and say, man, i got to get into something. I'm trying to find a wrestling club around here. And this is where I live down in Florida. And he said, oh, do you wrestle? I said, I used to, and I want to get back into it because it's uh, – I feel better about getting on the mat than I do about going and joining a softball team, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> and you know, I still was lifting pretty heavy at the time, but, and running on my own and uh, doing some swimming, but you know, it's hard, yeah, the older you get, the harder it is to push yourself to find the time to go unless there's a dedicated time. You've got to make it somewhere. And so he said, um, you need to come out with me one night. I said, Oh, do you was wrestle? this lame? It actually was at Lane's place. Okay. Uh, so it was a buddy of mine named David, David Basso. And uh, he trains at uh, Hobson Morris Headquarters School, which okay. is up in the north side of Tampa. And uh, and so um, Lane, he knew Lane because uh, okay. they trained together up at Hobson's. And Lane had his own place down in South Tampa, a Hobson affiliate. And what's funny is uh, I used to run into Lane because our daughters did gymnastics together. Yeah, and, yeah his daughters uh, are really talented. Yeah, and we had we had said hi and stuff, but we never sat down and really talked. And so uh, you know, but I knew him. And so David said, "No, I don't. I don't wrestle. I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu." 
And I was like, I had seen it in UFC, you know, I'd heard the term, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I was like, what is that? What, I don't even know what you just said to me. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, you got a Brazilian, yeah, what? Yeah. A Brazilian yeah. wax? Brazilian. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to go for bikini wax. Uh, but, uh, for me. But, uh, life, yeah. Uh, no, um, not to get dirty on the mic, but no, uh, I, uh, um, so I said, you know, yeah, I'll come out and try it. What is it? He said, it's, uh, it's grappling. He said, you're on the ground, you're on the mat. He said, it's like wrestling, but, uh, chokes and submissions. And how old were you at this time? At this time, this was, uh, five or six years ago. I'm turning 45 next week. Um, uh, so yeah, I was 38, 39. Thank you. And, um, so he, uh, he said, you need to just come out with me one night, give it a shot, see what you think about it. He said, if you like wrestling, you're going to love this. So I went, what he did was had me go into lanes one night and okay. he met me down there. And he said, yeah, I'll drop, I'll drop in if you're, if you're in there and uh, we'll train down there. And so Lane had me start out with David and then had me roll with a couple of other higher belts that night that were in there. And, um, and guys, I ended up uh, really appreciating and liking a lot after being there for a while and uh, realizing, you know, what it took and how good these, all these guys were. But um, I remember going in and thinking, uh, one, I really hope this meets my expectations because I'm, I'm really looking to get back into wrestling. And we got <laughs> in and uh, he let me borrow a gi and um, you know, I was just wearing like some shorts and a t-shirt and felt kind of kind of weird, you know, because everybody else looked like they were dressed out, you know, and ready to do it. And he was yeah, they, they some, didn't have like they're not Gracie Baja, so they have like right. you could wear whatever cool stylish, yeah, yeah, thing you want at there. that yeah, time. Yeah. Well, and. What they really want, though, is uh, for you to, uh, with them to buy a Hobson gi. Oh, okay. And, but yeah, it wasn't mandatory? And it, not initially. Okay. You know, it, so, so I ended up, when I did buy a gi, I did I, I got a, a gi, those Hobsons. You could buy something else and patch it, you know, with, yeah. with theirs. But I just went straight with one of theirs. Uh, Lane was an awesome guy, or he is an awesome guy. But at that uh, that time, he's like, hey, just uh, give me the money. I'll, when I'm at the headquarters, school, I'll grab one for you and bring That's it down. Cool, yeah. And so, you know, they, they really hooked me up because I didn't know what I was talking about or looking at or doing. And But getting on the mat and David showing me, you know, just some basics, um, you know, putting me in closed guard and saying, all right, this is a position that we, you know, fight from regularly. And the mm-hmm. goal is to get past this that I've got you in. And me coming from a wrestling background, I was like, what are you doing on your back? You know, I, I'm not getting on my back. You know? <laughs> um, so, uh, I just being long story short, being on the mat, I got hooked like immediately. It was, it was nostalgia. You know, I felt, yeah. felt good being on the mat. Uh, the, um, Lane, I, I rolled with him. I say rolled with, you know, like it was my first night. I wasn't rolling with anybody. I was getting freaking. And he he was a brown. Ass. He must have been a brown belt. He was at a that brown time. at that time. I was getting my ass handed by to me by everybody in the place that night, you know. But it was uh, for me. It was like survival, you know. But at the same time, walking off the mat, going, "Holy crap!" Everybody in here just whipped the hell out of me, and I got submitted so many times. I can't wait to come back. Yeah. And so Lane Andrews, he's a he's now a black belt under Dobson. Yeah. yeah. Um, he we I met him. It's funny because I didn't know you know, knew him. One of the yeah. two of us noticed that we knew him through Facebook. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they say what is like it? It used to be seven thing. degrees of separation. Yeah. Now it's like three or four because of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And um, he he is good friends with um, Primo Bella Rosa, who now he he's the guy that when I was getting when I was trying to fine tune my Muay Thai, but I had no one around. He was my connection to that through another friend. Yeah. And uh, he's a great guy. He actually, he's a commentator now for um, Absolute Muay Thai, which is on UFC. Oh, okay. He's a fantastic guy. He used to be part owner of 
Westchester Fight Club. He's had a ton of guys go to, you know, professional fighters. Right. He's had a few in the UFC. Just a good guy. Yeah. He was getting married. I officiated that wedding. Lane was there and Brent Bernstein. I don't know if you know who he is. You, you know, probably never had a chance to meet him. Mm-hmm. Brent's an amazing guy. Okay. They're, they're, he's just a good group of people. Yeah. So like when I knew you knew Lane, I was like, oh, yeah, well, yeah we met and he's a great guy. And yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. Su- that's the small cool world guy. of jujitsu. It, it was. And when I got in there that first night, uh, so David had, you know, again, connected us. But when I got in there, Lane and I made face to face because I walked in and I was like, holy crap. You know, our kids know each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he told her, right, he's like, hey, Jason's first night here. Our kids do gymnastics together. And uh, so that that was really cool. It made me feel good about the type of people that were in there, yeah. too, that everybody was so accepting. Because that was one of the things when David was trying to explain it to him before I got there. He's like, look, man, it's like it's almost like the, like a surfer community. Everybody's laid back and, yeah. and cool. Which is really the opposite, I think, that most people, their perception when they keep walking by the door. Yes. Yeah. I think most people are pretty intimidated to open up that door, especially if they don't have a wrestling background, if they don't have an athletic background. Yeah. You know, that it's I've talked to more guys and I was surprised they said yes, I've walked by four or five times mm-hmm. before I came in and said hello to the professor. Well I'll tell you, my brother had done it for a while and uh, we were living down in Mississippi. I stopped in a place, uh, and uh, again not really knowing what it was and said, Yeah, I wrestled for a little while you know, or when I was kid a long time ago and you know looking to get back on the mat doing something and i was like oh yeah cool but it, they weren't real open arm you know i mean no. they didn't encourage me to come and check it out you know uh, and uh so i i you know probably had a di- little bit different perception of what it was yeah. at that time yeah now professor oh you've been training you, forever you, man <laughs> you, you can call me wes off the mat <laughs> now <laughs> well, well i got oh. jackson here i gotta set a good example so, <laughs> I got so you. you know i know a little bit about your back because I know the crew that you started with. Yes, yes. But I don't know how you because you played you you played baseball for a while, yes. college level. I know that it was like kind of your first love. Like, well, it was like a more of a rec league than anything. They had okay. intramurals and stuff like that okay. in college. But I, I've been baseball all my life. Okay. Um, so I kind of stumbled onto Brazilian Jiu Jitsu with. I worked in retail. Um, I still work in retail somewhat, and. Uh, one night we were doing a big, huge. Uh, you guys are familiar with video games, I assume. Yeah. Kind of grew up there in that area. So, I um, we did this huge midnight launch for a Call of Duty game. Okay. Sounds awesome. Yeah, no, it was like <laughs> this is great. It was like, and then so the at that time there was a, a guy by the name of uh, I forgot his last name, but his name was Jeremy. Okay. We call him Coach Jeremy uh, at the school that just opened up at Gracie Baja Cool Springs. And uh, they just opened up the school. Oh, okay. And they were going out doing guerrilla marketing. So they stopped by one day and they asked, hey, um, we're with uh, Gracie Baja Cool Springs. We wanted to come out and kind of do a uh, marketing thing and give away some free lessons. And if we can do that, we can go ahead and give you like a free week. And I was like, okay. So I have a little bit of background in karate, keto, taekwondo, and judo. Judo being my favorite, of course, because I missed all those takedowns. Um, but so we did that one midnight launch, and uh, they said, "Hey, we want you to come out." So I came out, and they just opened up the school, and I was the only. There was one other guy that was there. There was one other guy that was there, and it was just one guy and that coach. So when it, we first for their started, grand, for that grand opening, yes, there was well, there was only that one guy, and then myself, and I came out. 
we did a like a, basically it was a private class. And and Jeremy, what belt was Jeremy, he? He was purple. Okay. He was a purple belt. Uh, they were opening up schools in Nashville, and uh, Marcelo, Professor Marcelo. From, yep, I know of him. Yep. Yeah. He uh, he helped open up that school as well, and he was had Coach Jeremy actually run it. So I did the individual class, and I was like, "Fucked, let's do this. Where do I sign?" Oh, that's and awesome. I've, just been, I've been I've been there since. Basically, I'm almost like the Godfather of Gracie Baja Cool Springs, or in this place, yeah. Gracie Baja Franklin. Well, we that's crazy. It. So you were there before Justin was there, then? Yes. Yeah, Justin wow. actually. Justin got there about. I think he got there in February. Okay. Um, and since the majority of people that are li- going to listen to this initially right. are going to be people we know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. not accurate. Obviously, it's not. I'm not exactly sure, but, you know, yeah. I came in a little bit later. Of course, Chris came in a little bit later after that. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been there since the school's open. So, oh, wow. but yeah, I've okay. been uh, trying October be eight years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Okay, I knew so, you'd been there for a while. Mm-hmm. I thought you started with that first group of Justin, Flavio, mm-hmm. but you're well, they, actually they came in later. They yeah. came in later. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And That's then crazy. we, yeah, I got to the blue belt. So they they have this thing about blue belt blues, right? Yeah. Um, so there was a time, and I'll, I'll I'll tell this story because when I got my black belt, I was we kind of teared up a little bit because, and then I put my little speech out there about do not quit. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday because, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, I remember that day. And I was like, when I got my blue belt, I was there for a while. And I just felt like I was not getting anywhere at all. Like I was trying to How, how so? Like, like you just weren't... I, I just feel like I wasn't progressing. Like okay. my technique wasn't progressing. I wasn't doing really much. Okay. Um, even though I was training every day, I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. Um, and one of the other guys that was one of the... Who came in with me... Um, I won't mention any names right now because I don't know if he's going to listen to the podcast. <laughs> but I'll just say that he had left because he wasn't getting anywhere as well. Was he blaming that on the gym or was he... Didn't, didn't say, didn't okay. specify, didn't really go into details on it, just decided to quit. Okay. And I was a little upset about that because it was almost like that motivation you need when you're there. You kind of have that partner that you kind of started with. And he left. And I was like, man, that's so upsetting. And then we had a new Professor Reggie came in. Okay. And... Uh, Came in, started doing his thing, and really spending some time with me. Yeah. Because he knew uh, he could kind of see that frustration, and uh, because I told him, I said, "Look, I'm really not feeling it." I. I, well, I how did he I, respond to that? I gotta know. Yeah. I gotta know how so, he responded to that. He goes. He goes. So you're not feeling what? What are you not feeling? I said, like, I feel like I'm not. That, that sounds like exactly what he would ask. Yeah. With that like, same yeah, facial expression. Yeah. He goes. He goes. What? I don't understand. What? What are you not feeling? You know, in his in his Brazilian accent. And I go, Professor, I really don't feel like I'm advancing my techniques. He says, uh-huh. well, have you had any privates? Uh-huh. Not really. I mean, I've just kind of been training and going through this. You know, sometimes privates do help. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a sales pitch, but you were doing privates when I got there when you were yeah. a brown belt. Yeah. And that kind of surprised me because you guys yeah. would post pictures afterwards. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's doing privates. Like, yeah. hmm. I thought privates were just for beginners. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's for anybody. Yeah. White belts, brown belts, black belts, black belts, even get privates from other black belts. Yeah. I mean, See, I know that now. I didn't but, at the but, time. Yeah. But I was, but at being at blue belt, it's just like, I mean, I, I kind of want to quit. Like, yeah. I, but he, he helped me, motivated me. Oh. He said, Hey, and I didn't quit. Oh, that's awesome. So you just need that motivation in your life. You need just spend that time or sit down with somebody yeah. who's about to quit and just explain to him, Hey, why? 
Why do you want to quit? They yeah. give me time for money or time or money. Yeah. You're here. So what, what else is it? So kind of um, dig a little bit deeper, yeah. you know? So, so he pulls you out of that, helped you, you, oh, pulled, yeah. you pulled yourself yeah. out of it, but he, yeah. he helped you myself. Along. Initially yeah. it was like, man, I, I don't want to go through life quitting things. I've never yeah. have. But it, at some point in your life, you kind of feel like, man, I want to, I'm done. Yeah. You know, sometimes when these fighters retire, almost like uh, Victor. Yeah. He, he says, I'm done. But now you see him in Bellator. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Done. But, you know, you just need that extra motivation to yeah. kind of pull you back in. And you know, I do wonder if it's uh, harder or easier, uh, or those aren't really the right words, if it's more prevalent to have that feeling when you're younger or when you're older. You know, because when I was younger... I never want, I would, would have never quit anything, you know, right. but, uh, you also have an opportunity to do a lot more things, you know, sure. I mean, and then when yeah. you get older, you know, there's this, uh, sometimes there's this feeling that, you know, you got too much life going on and you got other things that you got to mm-hmm. do that are actual, you know, real priorities for your family and things like that, that get in the way that you got to go do. I yeah. say get in the way, but you know, the things that are, you're, are required of you. But, uh, so it, be really easy to just walk away and say, yeah, nah, can't do this. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's, there, I think that we, there's something instinctive unless you have a mental problem that you do realize when you use an excuse, if it's an external thing, yeah. you, you call yourself out on it. You may right. not cognitively know that, but inside you feel it. Yeah. Right. Um, and well, inside you really know it's you that's quitting, but you have, and this might just be my old man biased. It seems like they, I agree with you, Jason, there are more things to pull you out to use for an excuse for quitting as you get mm-hmm. older yeah. that you could very easily justify as being much more important than jujitsu because of the people around you. Yeah. Nobody, if they don't, if they're not involved in the jujitsu lifestyle, they don't understand the, the importance of getting on the mat, the camaraderie, the growth, mm-hmm. the challenges. And so <clears throat> you can group into those people that are saying, Oh, I got to put my kids first. I got to put my job mm-hmm. first. And we, yeah. we do need to, we need to right. make them priorities, but we also have to realize there's certain things that are going to make us a better employee, a better father, a better, a better husband. Mm-hmm. But gosh, it is really easy to say, I need to, I, I don't even think it's necessarily retirement. It's like, I just need to take a break. Yeah. Right? And that is the kiss and, of death. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you've got to look at what you're getting out of jujitsu other than winning. You know I mean? Yeah. As an old yeah. guy, I'll say old guy, older guy. <laughs> you're not in it to go out and just win stuff. You know, you're no. there for other reasons, you know, because the, the lack of progress can be completely demoralizing, you know, and, yeah, and sure. really run you down. I, uh, I think I, I was probably the longest white belt in jujitsu history. I mean, I just because of the breaks <laughs> that I was taking, you know, I mean, even when I was down in Florida training at Lane's, so initially I was, I was in a lot, you know, I was doing it a few times a week, you know, more than a few times, you know, and then, then I'd have these breaks. So it was work. I had, uh, mm-hmm. I was going through this killer schedule and I'd have like weeks off where I just didn't train at all, right. you know, and then it turned into a month off, you know, and then I'd come back and. It's, it's like a lot of other skill-based activities that yeah. you do in your life where proficiency makes a big difference. So when you come back, it's like starting all over again, you know? So you, rather than progressing, you're just doing the same things yeah. multiple times, you know? And yeah. had neck surgery a few years ago. That put me out for nine months, you know? And when I came back, it was, it, you know, getting back on the bike again but it's not like just getting on a bike again i mean you're, mm-hmm. you you know, there's stuff that you're like oh crap i forgot to do that or i forgot to do this 
you know. And, uh, so I think as a you know, when the older you get, the more the the proficiency lapses with the time that you're out to, and it just it really runs you down mentally thinking. Uh, I'm not getting anywhere, which is why you got to have other reasons you're doing it, you know, yeah. which is the escape from all the other stuff. Yes. You know, the stand fit because I just really don't have time to leave and go to the gym to lift, you know, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go in and lift some of my friends, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, get other people off of me, you know, but in, I don't know. Yeah, clear your head. You, you always hear people talk about the, you don't have time to think about all the other crap in life when you're thinking about keeping somebody from choking you out. You know? Yeah. Well, it's true. You can only think of one thing at a time. No human being can think of two things at once unless they have two brains. We can shift gears very fast, sure. but you can only think of one thing at a time. And when you're immersed in jiu-jitsu, what takes jiu-jitsu to that higher level is it is representing death. Yeah. It's it's a conflict where essentially I'm, I'm, I'm trying to survive. I'm trying mm-hmm. not to be killed. And that is the highest form of what I call brain hijacking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you intensify that? Go to war. Yeah. It's about the only thing I think it would be shot at or run from a fire or deal with somebody who's actually actively dying in front of you. Right. Or you're dying. Um, but yeah, so it does completely hijack your brain and that is just a wonderful escape that unfortunately a lot of people don't get to experience. But I think that leading into kind of the, the blog this week in, in regards to expectations, not reaching certain expectations are, are another thing that makes you want to quit. Yeah. And I think that when you, the video that, you know, I know it's funny. I think that in my mind, I thought everybody knew of that video. Right. The, and what we're referring to is the Henner and, um, Oh God, what's the Moran. other one? Hor- Moran. Yeah. They, they, they produced um, a video about five, five to 90, five, four, yeah, how to roll until 95, yeah, roll yeah. Till five yeah. rules yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But the first one being the boy belt. And I think they, why they developed that was that they know that when people don't do certain things or they're not meeting expectations, that's just another great opportunity for them to quit. Right. To find an external excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, because humans are humans and everybody has a breaking point. Um, have there been... Are there any examples? So you actually kind of touched on those, you know, the progression, the ex- expectation that I was that you were supposed to progress. Yes. And you weren't feeling that. Were there any other expectations that you hold of yourself? So I'm not. I mean, we're not at your level. We're not at that point. Right. That's your, we've had the stress of being a blue belt, being a purple belt. You know, right. I'm not supposed to let a white belt tap me. I'm not supposed to let a blue belt tap me. I'm not, you know, supposed to do basic errors. You know, you know, I didn't get that damn that. underhook. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think. I, I think. It, as a black belt too, I, you, you capitalize on mistakes, and I think Professor Reggie put it put it best as well. Uh, of course, Henner and Hoyan uh, always do really good on their videos, but I think I think the expectation for being in in a, in a black belt setting is you're not supposed to make mistakes. But in my philosophy or my personal uh, personal expectations would be that you know I I I know I'm going to make mistakes. Things are going to happen. I and when I'm rolling with lower belts, I put myself in a position to actually try to get tapped, because eventually I may actually see that in life, because we get tapped in life sometimes. Yeah. Or we're going to see that in tournaments in general. We've all experienced tournaments in general where we get in a position that man, I'm I'm going to have to tap, or I need to fight out of this. So, I think for me, the expectation is not to get in that position at at first. Right. Uh, but knowing that you're going to get in that position in general. What are you going to do in there? 
Right, right, right. So it's it's one of those situations where, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You just need to, again, I think the boy, what Henner is touching on was the ego. The ego is a big thing on that. Like if you expect that ego, right. you're... You're, you're letting that ego get a hold of you and you're, you're expecting that to like, I, I'm supposed to tap this guy, I'm supposed to tap this guy, I'm supposed to be like world champ, but I, I know that's not going to happen all the time. So and like, it's hard though. Yeah, it's hard. It's really, yeah. it's like, yeah. cause you know, like, man, I know I'm better than this person, but we don't know what this person I'm going to about to fight is going to happen. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know his skill set. I know the skill sets of my classmates of what they're going through and yeah. put myself in the position, but we don't know what's going on out there. Same thing in life. We don't know what life's going to bring us. Yeah, so very true. So going into the expectation of, okay, what's today going to bring me? You just need to set yourself up just in case. Yeah. yeah. That, that's going to happen. So my, my expectations was just to deal with in general and just expect the unexpected. Okay. Very Good. simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, I, I loved in that video uh, when he talked about um, his grandfather uh working for it towards uh surviving not not winning you know but uh but surviving and that was the way he interpreted winning yeah and you know and it made me think about the last tournament that that i did uh lost both matches my my wife she she so encouraging she loves to to throw the dig in and um uh, i'm not saying that anyway. um, but it, there were, we came out of one tournament once and i've told sophia uh my 10 year old um to motivate her to do these and my son did his first tournament a while back but she's been doing for a few years now competing but uh Told her, you sign up for a tournament, I'll sign up for it. You know, I remember when you her. did this. Yeah. I remember yeah. the first one that you did this at a yeah. grappling games. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, after one of these tournaments, I can't remember which one it was. It, it wasn't one of the ones where I won anything. Um, oh, no, because I remember when yeah. you were weighing yeah. in, I got pissed because they're trying to pair you up with some guy who's like 20 years old. Yeah. yeah. And you actually beat that guy. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that was the one where they... Uh, the Boyd system. Yeah, yeah it was reversal <laughs> yeah. of the Boyd. But we're, yeah. we're yeah. sitting there where Jason's signing up, and then they're giving him this pressure to do like this extra... Was it a no-gi match? Actually, there was the... So that was the one where I had the younger guy in gi and no-gi, and I beat him both times. But then they asked me if I would do an advanced no-gi because it was uh, Michael Kelso. <laughs> and Jimmy told you to run over and figure out what was going on because yeah. he was like... Hey, he might be getting into something he shouldn't be getting into. Yeah. And I had already told him, Yeah, I'll do it. I'll fight anyway. Yeah. And I remember that I was shaking my head like, oh, this is bullshit, man. Yeah. And it turned out to be great. Michael's a yeah. great guy. So he was uh, it was it was a really fun role and I you know, I learned something from it. But I think that may have been the one uh, before I told my wife that I had won the first two because she took Sophia and they left before I even had mine. I was there by myself. And, <laughs> but she uh, she was just like um, you know, Sophia wins a lot. Why do you never win? <laughs> I, That's you know, the goal. Yeah, but it, uh, you know, it's funny because this this last tournament, I lost both of my matches uh, by points. Um, the uh, the one of the matches I had a uh, submission out of baseball choke that I was going for, and uh, Wes was uh, was coaching me. Jimmy and Chris were on the side. I was getting yelled at from both from other side, it was, and it was awesome though because it's always great instruction, you know. But uh, Felt real good about it, but came up, and I, it was to an advantage is what I lost to on yeah, the first right. one. And then the next one, yeah. uh, that guy that I had my first match with lost to the next guy, and uh, he lost to him by submission by an armbar. So I had a match with that guy that uh, won with the armbar, and I'm going in, 
and I'm about to turn 45. This guy's, I think, I think he said he was 30 or 31. Uh, strong guy, young guy. He was fast. I could see it when he was with the other guy. And I thought, all right, get the takedown and survive. But then I thought to myself, is that a loser mentality, you know, to go in and think survive, you know? But hearing this on this video yeah. now, that guy... He had about three or four more submission attempts than I did, mm -hmm. and but you know what? He didn't finish any of them because I didn't let him. It wasn't because he didn't know how to do it. It wasn't because he wasn't good at doing it. It was because yeah. I didn't let him do it. You know, well, and that made me feel good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I walked off the mat thinking, you know what? I, I lost by two points, and we both gave it everything we had. You yeah. know, and I was happy for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I know but, that 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 statement. And I, you know, it's funny because I tried to actually tried to look up the exact quote mm -hmm. that uh, Helio had and when I did that I accidentally erased the first version of that blog uh. I don't know how the hell it happened <laughs> oh, man. so it's okay next time I'm not I'm not looking for that I'm just I'm gonna save as I go along just save it but he made a statement about don't try to win just try not to lose yeah right. that, that was and, and I'm like what yeah. I remember the first time but when the first time I heard it mm -hmm. that's not that's like what the fuck is he talking like he's yeah no, 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 no. Somebody misquote him. No, that's wrong. That's got to be. But as you start doing, you understand. And I've said this to classes too, uh, when we're you know teaching a fundamentals class. Is I, I, you guys have to remember the expectation of a street fight is for you not to win. It's for you to go home alive. Mm -hmm. it, you know, Amen. you you may be attacked by three people. Yep, right. The mm -hmm. idea is try not to go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> But you want to go home to your family alive. It's not about kicking somebody's ass. Right. It's about how do you live through this. That's why this is so much different than any other sport. Because you'll never hear a coach in any other sport saying, you know, don't win. You better win. You know, that, yeah. They're always saying you better win. You know, but I, I've now, especially after hearing that he had said that, you know, and me thinking about how I've performed in tournaments, I now think, you know, I'm not doing this for the sport of it, when I go and enter tournaments, I'm doing it to test my jujitsu. That's right. You know, yeah. not to not to do it as a as a sport. You know, mm -hmm. to see how far I get, how many points I can get. It's to see if I can hang in, maybe win, but not get submitted. You yeah. know, one of those two things. And even if I do get submitted, knowing what my limits are, and then knowing I got to go back and fix that because I can't mm -hmm. let that happen again. You know, or I got to figure out how to how to defeat that next time. But but before that was your mindset. How defeating. Oh, I felt like a loser. I mean, I honestly, and why do you do the sport again? Especially, yeah, especially again, growing up wrestling, you know, growing up playing lots of sports, you know, mm -hmm. and doing things where I was uh, swimming, running, shooting at, and at a competitive, highly competitive level my first year in the military and thinking, you know, I can hang with guys that, you know, that run fast, swim fast, shoot fast, you know, shoot well. And then I get into this and I've always had that mindset and I start losing at stuff, you know, and thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, do I want to go and keep losing, you know, but now again, I've got, you know, I've been trying to get that mindset of I'm not losing, I'm learning stuff. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. uh, all right. Let me not use that cliche. I don't want to go to that. You're, love, not, you're <laughs> not, you're not losing, you're learning. And right. I'm not saying I don't agree with that, but I don't want to use that phrase because that's somebody else's. But, uh, but I, but I really am, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm testing myself is really what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, just seeing, do I, do I have anything in me? Do I have a gas tank at this age? You know, do I, uh, do I have, am I retaining knowledge at this age? Cause there are a lot of times I can't even think of words anymore, you know, but, uh, again, I think, job. I think we're getting, yeah, <laughs> I think we're getting a lot more out of it, uh, out of this, um, whether you call it a sport or a 
you know, a, a practice, a, a discipline, whatever you mm-hmm. call it, I think you get a lot more out of it than just going to tournaments trying to win. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're going there and figuring stuff out about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I, I think the challenge, I think we still want the challenge as we get older too. Yeah. Just kind of see where we're at. Yeah. Makes sense. It, yeah. it keeps you alive mentally. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And then plus you have, you have at least I, I know this, at least I believe I know this. You probably have the same feeling when you see, well, your son's, your son's a little older. Yeah. So he's, so he, he's kind of like, he's becoming a man. Oh, well, he yeah. is a man. Yeah. He'll be 22 in September. Yeah. yeah. But to see Sophia yeah. come up and gain those skills of learning how to lose yeah. the joy of, mm-hmm. of winning. Oh man. She had, cause I'm right there with you with, yeah. with my boys and yeah. how, how that, cause I can see the impact that, 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 that work ethic plays, whether it's studying, whether it's music, whether it's cleaning the house, whether it's. You know the discipline of keeping your room straight, making yeah. your bed, doing the chores around the house. You can see all of that translate into it. So yeah. that that's a that's a true joy that no somebody in there, somebody that's highly competitive, they don't understand that portion of it that, that we're yeah. getting from that. Well, when Sophia started doing jujitsu, it changed her outlook on things like soccer. You know, mm-hmm. she didn't wasn't as afraid of getting bumped and bruised yeah. anymore. You know, she just took it and got up and went about things. You know, and. Uh, um, Has she had any expectations that you had to deal with? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's, uh, you know, like any kid, doesn't like to lose, you know, and not from a got to be a winner mentality, but it, uh, it hurts the, the ego even in kids, you know, because they don't. But she, they don't she was never a crier, it. though, right? They, I never she, saw her. Cry. She they, hurt her arm one time. Yeah. But I've never seen her cry after a they, match. Initially, when she first started competing, she did like her first um, her first tournament was down at Hobson's when we were in Tampa. It was a little in-house tournament. It was her and her little friend they just man they had a good time they were like five years old and they were just rolling around <laughs> laughing but the first one she did when we got up here was a grappling games and she came in she got second place and uh, I remember Brian and Reggie both you know talking to her because she she looked like she's about to cry she was standing uh, there with the medal all three kids <laughs> standing there and Brian was taking a picture and he goes Sophia smile because she wouldn't smile she was just mm-hmm. so upset about second place and I've yeah, I mean I've seen I've seen yours. I, I've seen we're I've looking seen at Jacks because yeah. I've seen yours. You know, come off the mat, you know, uh, with different results. You know, and mm-hmm. the great thing is seeing them, seeing Sophia, all of them. You know, start learning how to take it. You know, in stride and and know what that they've got to go back and do something different. Uh, he still cries. <laughs> well, that can, so Sophia will get, she'll well up, you know, but she'll choke mm-hmm. it down and fight it back, you know, but, um, like her first, she got her first IBJJF to Orlando Open yeah, back yeah. in July. Mm-hmm. And, she teared up, but man, she, when her and the other girl hugged it out, you know, or walking off the mat, when we went to get the medals, she actually grabbed the other girl's shoulder and pulled her in and hugged her and goes, hey, we're, we're up, let's go. You know, oh, got that's up cool. There on the that's cool. Awesome. And, um, wow. So she, uh, back in December, she had lost a, one of her matches. She had six matches in one day in three different divisions. And uh, one of the no-gis, she lost by points to a girl, but... Sophia was attacking the whole time. So when she came off, I told her, I said, you won, you know, to me because Mm -hmm. you were flowing. You went for multiple submissions. It was just over and over again. She was defending the whole time and just happened to beat you by points. But when they stood up and they raised the other girl's hand, Sophia looked over at her. I've got a picture of it. Grappling games took a picture of it. They're raising the other girl's hand and Sophia's smiling at her. You yeah. know, and then went over she, and hugged her. Yeah. I mean, and that's cool. That yeah. I felt better about that match than anyone I've ever seen her do. Yeah. I mean, the others where I got excited about her winning, that that one surpassed all of those. I, I think that, you know, especially with the kids, you know, this isn't 
podcast originally is supposed to be geared towards kids, but yeah. most people listening to it have, oh, have yeah. kids or, sure. um, I, part of that is their expectation of what they're doing for their, I mean, sometimes it's about themselves, but there's a lot of pressure from around. So the last, actually the last time I've ever seen Jackson cry was about two years ago and it was an IBJJF tournament. Were you, I think you might've been there. Was it, it was, yeah, it was Atlanta. Yep. Reggie was there. Yep. Brian was there. Samuel was there mm-hmm. and they're all yelling at Jackson. Yeah. And he's in guard. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? The kid got one advantage, right? Okay. I can't. I can't remember what happened, but I just remember that, like, I, I, uh, like, he kept grabbing onto my collar, and at the end of it, I had, like, all these, like, like, marks from it, that's all I remember. But, yeah, I mean, the kid, I think he won for an armbar, so it was a, it was a, he won by one advantage, and it was Mm -hmm. a tight match, and he was crying, and Reggie took him over to the side, and, uh, he's like, uh. I'm going to do a terrible Brazilian accent. Why are you you crying? Why are you crying, Jackson? And I guess Jackson said to him, he goes, because I could have beat him. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. That's a good good reason to cry, I guess. But it's also the expectation, I really think, he says that, but I think for kids a lot of times, and I know for me, if I have guys that I'm training with that are around, Mm -hmm. it's almost like I don't want to, I don't want to... um, <laughs> yes, you can have pop tart. Go. So don't edit that. <laughs> um, where was I? It's the disappointment of the right. people around. Yeah. Do you ever hear that? Because you're at a level of coaching that we're not at. So do you hear that from students at all about? Like, I don't want to disappoint other. You know, professor, I don't want to disappoint you. So I'll, I mean, that's huge. That's why sometimes Reggie isn't watching me compete. Cause right. he, I mean, when I first started competing, sometimes he was refing. Right. And I actually liked it when he did <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, you're away. You're away. And then Brian would show up. I'm like, oh, damn it. No, <laughs> no, 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 please. No. And then you would be there. Yeah. And, and then Chris would be there. I'm like, oh, damn it. This is so much better. Like Jackson has seen me compete where it's just him and I. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. Because it's just you. You like, don't have anybody yelling No, no gee worlds. There was no one there. <laughs> I had Jackson like in the stands. And it was awesome. Like, I made eye contact with him a few times. Like, raised my hands up. And the guy passed my guard. You know, we had to stop because somebody rolled into our into our arena and he got injured. Yeah. So our whole fight got paused. And I'm just looking up at him like, dude, I can't believe he passed my guard. Yeah. But it's it wasn't the same. So do you ever hear that from students that, you know, maybe like a, a, a guy that's... Um, you know, been with you for a little bit of time and they're like, Professor, I don't want to disappoint you. And that's their expectation. Funny you mentioned that. Uh, grappling games, this past grappling games, uh, one of the students actually was competing, was very upset after the loss. Okay. And he came up, he was, you, you just see the distraught. Well, it wasn't really, he was holding it back, but you can, yeah, you can see yeah, the demeanor yeah. and, and the distraughtness of, of his like loss. And he goes, oh, I'm so, oh, disappointed you. I'm so sorry. I'm like, what are you sorry about? What? You got out on the mat and you competed. Half the people that are right here watching you are not on the mat. Yeah. Yep. So think about you had the balls to go out on the mat and compete. Yeah. So that's a win in itself. So keep that in mind. If you go out there and win or lose, we always tell people at, at the end of class, especially when they're about to go tournament and kind of rest up and get ready for it, is, hey, look, win or learn in that philosophy you're still on the mat. You're still out there competing. You're still representing the Red Shield. You're still providing that that legacy that you know Master Carlos is about. 
we're still out there competing. Yeah. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to come off the mat thinking that you've disappointed us. You haven't. Yeah, it is that's, such that's a strong, terrible. but that's such a huge expectation. Yeah. I mean, that's an expectation to me. Imagine you're like, you're one of, you're at a, you're at an academy mm-hmm. and you're not just one of the students, but you're, you're actually one of the people that will teach occasionally. Right. And now those people are there. Now your professor is there and maybe your friends from other schools are there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a tough expectation to mentally say, Hey, that stuff's not important, but I know at the end of the day, my kids are going to love me. Right. I know my wife doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I still don't even think she understands what a guard pass is and how much it's worth. What's points? Yeah. She's like, touchdown. No, she knows what a submission is. But like, the, the important things aren't really going to, it's not going to change at the end of the day. Right. And, 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 and it's so you. funny. Like We got back in the car. Right. We got back in the car from Nogi Worlds. Mm-hmm. And... I was one of those asshole wrestlers. Like, if I didn't get first place, like, I remember my coach yelled at me one time for throwing a, my medal in the trash. And, and he, <laughs> and he it wasn't first place. Oh, wow. That's and, really and, high. Well, no, 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 no. And well, he said, he said, yeah. that's an insult to everyone that right. wrestled below. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Like, how, he was, Joe Spinell, I know you're not that type of person, mm-hmm. but you're really looking like an arrogant fuck. <laughs> To put it go d- go yeah. dig that out of the trash right now. That's mm-hmm. not appropriate, and that's not way you yeah. conduct yourself. And so, I still have a little bit of that in me. How old or were you at that point? I was either twelve or thirteen. It was, oh, a, okay. it was a junior. I think it was junior so you were high. Age. Yeah, it was Jackson's age. Yeah. And so we get back into the car after Nogi Worlds, and I have like th- I have the stupid bronze medal. It's not stupid, but in my mind, that's what's going through. And I almost throw a temper tantrum in the mm-hmm. car, and I'm like, I fucked up and. I, I knew God, I could beat that guy, and you know the stupid things that I don't think I actually verbalized. Did I verbalize any of that? I don't think so. Yeah, I just there was this sense of, and then it's, I put it down. I looked at him, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. If you would have done that, if you would have gone out, I'm sorry, buddy. Because yeah. I just taught him. Yeah. That him stepping on the mat and just doing his best yeah. wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it wasn't the words I said, it was my actions, which is even <laughs> more powerful. Speak louder. Yep. Very embarrassing. One of my top embarrassing moments, but it was my own expectations, my own disappointments. Yeah. And it just, my, your expectations truly have to be like, listen, I'm not going to become five-time world champion. This mm-hmm. is not going to happen. That's not what I'm training yeah. for. Right. And yeah. so we get our value system of why I'm doing what I'm doing all mixed up. And my one opportunity to show my son that you go out, you, you give it your all, mm-hmm. smile on your face either way, yeah. and blew it. So it's Beautiful. like, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Oh my God, so embarrassing. But So I know, Joe, if we're at a tournament, I'm going to make sure that I'm not coaching you. Well, no, 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 you can't. No, no, I need the coaching. No, yeah. What I've told Reggie is, I said, Professor, can you just coach me in Portuguese? Yeah. Just scream in Portuguese unless it's something I need to do. I, I, you mentioned that in class earlier because we had open mat today. And, and when you were mentioning that, I was thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, Man, think about how many times people are yelling out and screaming about, pull this, do this, uh, lift this leg, pull this arm. And the other person is actually hearing that. Do you? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm kind of like, man, maybe yeah. you need to come up with some kind of code system. Yeah. yeah. For we people. do. I have one with Jackson. Good. 
So when we say things, mm-hmm. like we're trying to come up with something for the, tor- uh, the tornado takedown. Yeah. Because you say that everyone's going to know. Oh, sure. But you probably don't remember this. We went, we were going to Vegas mm-hmm. and I told you, I said, mm-hmm. you probably don't remember this, mm-hmm. but I said, if you see me in half guard, mm-hmm. oh. I'm going to slip down, okay? I don't think don't, I was there when... But I I, I, I was like, I was preparing yeah. like you for like, if you're in my corner, like... Yeah. Don't try to coach me to do the underhook. I don't do the knee cut pass. That's right. not my thing. Right. I do an over under. Right. So it's counterintuitive. I'm gonna slip back down low. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever, man. I'm like, okay, okay. Because <laughs> I've been in that position, and my coaches are yelling, "Get the head!" And then I, I, you know, don't get the underhook. Mm-hmm. They get the underhook, and then it's oh yeah, it's yeah, bad news from there. Well, and I, you know, I try to do what I hear people coaching me to do, and uh, because. I know that they're seeing something that I'm not seeing, yeah. you know, from right. an angle that I'm not at. Yeah. So right. I try to do that. But sometimes, and especially at this age, when you're trying to survive, you're, you're in a spot, you're not stalling. You're just thinking, if I move right now to go for stuff, <laughs> I'm about to lose it, you know? And, and so you're thinking, I can feel them going, you know, if I can just get a little bit of leverage, I've got this, you know? And yeah. sometimes you, you don't respond. You hear it and you're trying, you're thinking, all right, do what they're saying, do what they're saying. But you can't let go and do it, you know, because there's yeah. something else telling you. I can, I got something else here, you know. So I don't know. It's uh, it, it, it's hard to uh, to conceptualize. I guess sometimes from somebody else's point of view, what they're seeing right. and where you're at. And <clears throat> this last tournament, I actually didn't do what I heard. I couldn't hear you because I was facing away from you, but I could hear Chris and Jimmy or Jimmy. Chris and uh, Jimmy. Yeah, telling yeah. me they were telling me something. Oh, they, I think they were saying. Sweep, and they were telling me to go a certain direction. Oh, to roll with the omoplata. The guy right. was going for an omoplata. Yeah. I was like, no, man, I'm up on points, and I'm there's like five seconds left. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold him and try to break out of this thing. Yeah, you know. And I tried to stand up, and sure enough, buzzer went off, or the bag came flying out, whatever happened. And when we stood up, I'm smiling, and he raises the other guy's hand. I was like, for what? And it was the uh, um, I wasn't up on points. I yeah. where <laughs> I, I thought I where I thought I had a mount previously. Yeah. I didn't. I guess I wasn't. Oh, you in never for, got points. Didn't, for yeah, it. I didn't get points for it, and so yeah. he got the advantage. And I was yeah. like, that's why they were telling me. So I, sometimes I guess you got to listen to yeah. what you're being told, you know. But <laughs> or sometimes listen to the other coach because yeah. to what you said. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's like watch out for the arm bar, and you look yep. down, and you're like, oh holy shit, I got an arm bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> But I, I think it's, 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 it's on both it, sides of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It goes back to like football, you know, because yeah. in football, oh, yeah. you never say exactly, you have your codes for mm-hmm. what you are going to do. And that's why the playbook is so valuable to that team. Yeah. Um, and we try to come up with, and I'm sure that's why Ed Bravo came up with his nomenclature, but, mm-hmm. you know, we try to come up at least with uh, Jackson, not so much with Eli because yeah. he's got, he's too young, but we kind of try to come up with a system of things that we say mm-hmm. that, we pretty much only understand. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and, and we'll do some of that. I do that some of the, some of the people in, in, and it may be something like close the door where maybe only mm-hmm. a certain amount of people might know what that means if right. they watch that particular video or that instructor. Yeah. So, it's a good um, idea. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not bad. I mean, don't give too much away on the podcast here. Yeah. No, we <laughs> constantly change it. No, we constantly change there you it. Go. Yeah. It's, it's like always the, changing. It's like the college football where they have different pictures of different people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Oregon, yeah. I think Oregon started that, I believe, yeah. or somebody like that started that. They just have different pictures of yeah. like presidents and. That's everything. awesome. I think we should just do that for. Our <laughs> like, do you know? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, doing my first Nogi uh, tournament, our first Nogi match in a tournament, it was at a new breed, and I'd done 
gi that day and was doing no gi and I remember Brian and I were talking and, and I think I may have been talking to you before we walked out and you were there that day too I think it was the one over here at the fairgrounds and uh Brian I said um said hey, you know it's it's no gi I'm gonna go out and wrestle you know and he's yeah. like he's because I had not competed in it before and we didn't we hadn't been training it a lot in the gym you know, I do you remember night. this because the guy that you yeah. went against didn't he have the wrist straps on he was it, that was the bigger one that was another one where I accepted because they were like hey would you take a match because we got a guy that doesn't How do you have get a match in these situations and I was I had dropped like 25 pounds at that point now I'm down like 30 from what I was prior to that and so I was down at, at that time I was like 190 and uh this guy that said this said he weigh, outweighs you I said how much he weighs he said 245 and I said all right whatever you know <laughs> and so I took it and I remember Reggie was laughing about it he said something Professor Reggie at the uh next class that we had at night he was like yeah and then jason and he made some remark about it but uh um but it was the it was the other guy that was my size was my first match and and i had a real good time rolling with this guy two two matches in each gi and no gi with him and Mm -hmm. we had we had fun but um and he and i were talking about it beforehand and he said hey don't go after this knee and i was like i won't if you uh you know uh, don't come after this, you know, cause you know, we're both <laughs> yeah. sending up. These are old man conversations. Old, yeah, a bunch of old beat up guys, you know, but I remember Brian saying when I said, yeah, I haven't, you know, done a competition in Nogi before. I said, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to go back to what I know. And mm-hmm. he was like, you want me to just yell out time to you? I was like, sure. Because yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, he was sitting in the coach's chair yeah. and I was like, I mean, if I knew something real stupid, tell him, but uh, he was like, yeah. I'll just give you time. You know, yeah. and so, uh, you know, we, we went at it and, you know, went the time limit, but, uh, I guess sometimes that's kind of what you need, you know? It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I think so. I, I personally like, uh, professor Reggie cause he, he knows he's even told me, he's like, I don't need to tell you a whole lot. You know, yeah. do your thing, be natural <laughs> yeah. flow. Yeah. He's like, I'll tell you if you do something stupid. Uh, well, I'm like, well, I'm going to do something yeah, you're stupid. Gonna, you're going to feel well, it afterwards. Sometimes I have Sophia re- video my matches, and then sometimes I tell people, don't record anything. I seem to do better when you're not recording. Yeah. <laughs> me or something. But I've gone back and watched, and I've seen it with both Reggie and Brian, where you know they're like head in their hands shaking yeah. their head, you know? And I'm doing something that I'm thinking is right. Yeah. You know, and I see them shaking their head, I'm like, oh, I must not have been doing the right thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, before we close, there's one other um, area of expectation I, I want to dip into, and that is, and you know the the problem is I come from a world of of, of science where, mm-hmm. it, you know, if I make a recommendation to a patient, it's typically based off of not my experience but some form of literature. Right. Not yeah. always, but so I have numbers in front of me that kind of support. I have data, and that always changes. Sure. You know, it's it's yeah. based off the evidence that we have right now, but it's always in a it's always in a flow. Some things you're a little bit more sure about than others, but there's some degree of evidence. Nobody takes stats in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and, and more so, they don't take stats, not competition-wise, but on a, on a business sense. Oh, no, you mentioned some stats earlier about your heavy to super heavy. Yeah, that's just all personal. <laughs> yeah. I can't win a heavyweight match, but I can win a super heavyweight match. <laughs> um, but on the business side of it, so everything is what we call in medicine gestalt. I mean, my perception on this is all gestalt. It's kind of like what I see. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what you guys thought from training partners to students. Right. I see that there's typically two places where people quit. Right. And that's, it's funny you said, it's right at Blue Belt mm-hmm. and it's after their first competition. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of people go to their first competition mm-hmm. and man, you just don't see them any, any longer. 
Do you guys kind of see the same thing? Because I think that expectation is blue belt, there's still white belts beating me. Yeah. I'm not progressing. Mm -hmm. I'm not living up to the... Nobody's really told them what their expectation is supposed to be other than what they read on the internet, right? Right. The first thing it should say is, you're going to still have people beat you. Yeah. yeah. But it never says that, does it? It's like, this is the time that you should learn to defend all positions. You know, it's yeah. like... Mm -hmm. And then after a competition, because... I've never seen anybody quit after they lose, but I don't know a lot of people that win their first competition going out. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there are some, but I yeah. don't know a whole lot. Um, do you have you guys seen the same things, or is it just it, maybe it's a little biased on my part that I'm looking at those? You know, I, I don't see people train as much. I don't say necessarily quitting in general. Okay. I think it's they're still in this lull, like I just lost. Okay. Which does suck. We've all talked about that earlier but I, I think it's just a matter of you're trying to digest at this point not necessarily uh, quit see it's so counterintuitive to me because yeah. I feel like I need to get back in the gym Monday yeah yeah I'm you want to do an open yeah. mat on Sunday on there and that's yeah. us progressing as belts as well because we we know as old dogs that we we need to get back in there and start training but right sometimes he's modern and hey. no offense to Jacks, but the modern people, <laughs> yeah, they they tend to think, well, I didn't win, ah, okay. so now I'm expected to win type situation. So emergency, oh, emergency call. So just locked them out of the house. Okay, oh, okay. Hey, Jason. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. All right, thank this you. This happens. This is this uh, yeah. is the life right here. <laughs> this, is, this is old man stuff. Okay, I'm supposed to have a I'm supposed to have an old dog cup for you, but I don't have one oh, yet. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we got cups and t-shirts coming out, bro. Awesome. Thank you so yeah, much for your time. For, yeah, I'm gonna finish up with me. Professor here. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll let you know when this yeah, all gets going. Yeah. Sorry for having to skip out. No, 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 no. Go do your thing, man. That's life, bro. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. See you, Jax. Yeah. Let me know if we'll do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Have fun. Yeah. Thank you, brother. See y'all. All right. See you, buddy. So you're um, saying like the younger generation so tend I, to... I think it's more the younger generations because I, I don't see it necessarily with our generation in general okay. uh, as much because I think we're just kind of mindset or work ethic and things of that sort. But I think the younger generation in general, especially just starting in jiu-jitsu, their expectations are is to win because that's what they're used to. Yeah. Um, any, any type of sports. As far as what I've seen on my end, as far as teaching students in general... And I always set this mindset going into it. Hey, you stepped on the mat. You've made it progress through that matter. Um, you need to make sure that you, you remember we need to get back to training so we can work on things that you didn't, uh, wasn't effective in the tournaments. And, and I, I, I might have <laughs> missed this when you mentioned it before. Is this something you make sure that you say to them before exactly. the tournament time? Exactly. So their expectation is yeah. that of... And that's, that's the biggest thing with tournaments in general is we, we tell them, especially white belts, you got to try one, okay? Because it's very important to kind of see where your skill set is because we all challenge our skill sets while we're in the gym, okay? Or while we're in school. Right. We don't necessarily know what the challenge or the skill set is out there. So when we're challenging ourselves out there in tournaments, we don't know this other person. This other person probably is just, and I tell them this during some of our... Uh, after class messages as I always tell them that the other person may be just as scared too especially if you're a white belt they don't know this is their first tournament right they may their expectation going in might be a little bit different than yours but all of the expectations I set for you guys up front when you go for tournaments is just getting out there and competing and mm -hmm. kind of see where your skill set is it's not necessarily if you win or lose it's about where you're at as right. far as your skill set it's not we're not expecting to be world champ 
schools were just about defending the red shield and, and progressing the legacy and, and jujitsu is for everyone in other right. words and when you get out there and you're competing it's all about your skill set where are you at and then you come back to the mat we work on it hey you got tapped at the arm with an arm bar okay let's not get in the arm bar position let's see what we can do to get out that's of really good yeah yeah that is really good <clears throat> i think we we that is something i won't say it's unique to gracie baja but mm-hmm. it definitely is something that they well, we mentioned today yeah. when we were rolling. Yeah. Training fighters is a real pain in the ass. Oh. I mean, that, that's been my experience. You mentioned it earlier with one of the students we used to have at our school is that he, his expectation is to be world champ. Yeah. But you mentioned, like Drysdale mentions, like, shut the fuck up and train. Yeah. That's basically what it boils down to. Like, And then you're mentioning your every minute getting tapped and things like that, which is a good concept. Yeah, it's great. And, if, like you're not, yeah. and if you're not doing that... Uh, you have something to learn. Yeah. So I think, and especially with us black belts, I mean, there's always something to progress and always something to learn. And, you know, now you have all these other uh, newer, you know, Samuel Braga's Barambellos, and then you have Worm Guard with Keenan and all this other stuff that's going on. So we're, the sport is progressing. So we need to stay on top of that progression in general. Right. As far as these new techniques that are coming out, so we can get better as well. Right, right, right. So right, right. I always tell students, <clears throat> just just from my perspective, is like, look, I, I go out and I lose. It's simple as that. I'm not going to say I'm going to be world champ. I am an older guy. I, I do compete just because to kind of see where my skill set is versus somebody who's totally different than who I train with. But I don't expect to go in there and win. I expect to go in there and see if I can survive, as Jason uh, put it earlier. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you have the example like my last grappling games we did the grappling games pro yeah and, yeah and uh, it was it's exciting by the way good, good job that's gotta be games. an aw- that's gotta be a really 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 cool venue to compete at yeah. it's one it's one match yep it's in front of all your friends yep. cause you're getting tickets right you're going yep. out there you're hustling you're getting your friends yep. there yeah and you know it's a pretty small community so you're probably gonna be competing against somebody you're somewhat familiar with exactly which I went with uh, Gabe Silva from yeah. Legion. Who's a beast. Who is a beast, yeah. yeah. And uh, went out there, competed. Was, yeah. It was it was a good match. He, uh, and, and I got caught in armbar. Yeah. So now I know when I go back to class on Monday, uh, I need to work on, hey, Professor Brian, let's let's work on me escaping out of armbars. <laughs> because it, it, like I tell everybody, like I, as a black belt, we, we make mistakes. It's going to yeah. happen. We, yeah. you know, we're not going to tap everybody, but... You know, we need to continuously work on things and, you know, make yeah. things happen. So. And I think with going to expectations, it is nice to, to as a student, having mm-hmm. your professor go out there, mm-hmm. see them compete, yeah. and see that happen. I mean, I remember the first video I saw Professor Reggie compete. Yeah. He didn't win that competition. Oh, man. that Was was that IBJJF? It was IBJJF yeah. at Worlds. Yeah. And we were watching on Flow Grappling. Mm-hmm. And... Since then, I'm, I'm, he I'm, won. He won the first one. He lost the second one. I think was that. No, this was before that. It was before that one. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember the one I went to Worlds. I was brown belt. And this is before the one you went to. <clears throat> okay. He went there only with uh, Professor Brian. Okay. When I think, I don't know, Brian was purple or brown, but he had had a mohawk. He shaved a mohawk. This is when I first met. But I'm coming from Samuel, where Samuel just. I mean, I never saw him lose match. Yeah. Live. So it's just like, oh, well, yeah, he's an exceptional, he's in that level and he has lost. Yeah. I just never saw it. Right. And now I have a professor who's a little older. Mm -hmm. I'm identifying with him. We're bonding. And this happens. I'm like, oh, wait, I think I can compete. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I think I've told this story before. My friend Tom Gately, mm-hmm. he, uh, a musician, right. never thought he could start his own band until he went to go see R.E.M. And he saw R.E.M. fuck up a set. <laughs> and they stopped and said, ah, we fucked that up. And then yeah. they played again. He said, oh, shit, we can do this. <laughs> it's really... It's not... But it sets perfection. the expert. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's really So not. you can inspire people through your actions. And they're not always actions when you're winning a medal. Right. And that's huge. It makes, it makes sense. You know, you know that, has, that has more of a... That has more of an impact on people, I think that you don't realize that people just don't realize. Right. And it is absolutely amazing. I mean, people love to have, they love to be proud of their coach, mm-hmm. but they're going to still be proud of you no matter what. Right. And when they see somebody that doesn't necessarily get the results they want, right. but they still have a smile, they're having a good time. And you're like, damn, I can all right, I can do this. Exactly. And if I lose, it's okay. And that's the ultimate goal. Like, Hey, I can do this. Yeah. that That's awesome. Yeah. So mind blowing. Yeah. Changing (laughs) expectations. Well, Hey brother, I've taken up over an hour of your time. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, we'll do this again for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, come up some other stuff here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Next UFC maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll, um, yeah. I I wanted to do one on the Khabib. Yeah. I wanted to do one there. Um, that that's slowly getting screwed up because of work, but we'll, yeah. I'm going to see if I can make some adjustments. We'll figure that out. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thanks. See you brother. Yeah. All right. That is a wrap. Um, Jackson, thank you for being our engineer. What do you think of our very first podcast? I think you were pretty loud. <laughs> Was I like in the orange or the red most of the time? Yeah. Yeah. The orange and the red. Is that why you kept tapping my shoulder the whole podcast? Yep. <laughs> well, guys, I'm very sorry about the sound quality if it wasn't where it should be. Um, I hope it didn't discourage anybody from listening, but... Uh, you know, that's our first one. We'll improve from there. I'm sure Jackson will be hot on the YouTube trying to figure out how to do this better. Or maybe I can actually get Chris, one of my training partners, to get his butt in here and help us out. But uh, Which he was wanting to do, but unfortunately had to work. But short of it is, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jackson. And until next time, uh, keep training. <laughs>